Thanks for tuning in to the Alter Beast Podcast. This is Slurp Hour. Ow! Mm-hmm. Well, it was very exciting. Uh, I wasn't here last week, but Welcome now I am. Back. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Um, you should have clapped too, so it sounded like there were more people. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Woo! Andrew's back. too much but well screw you bro i don't care it's too much so uh we've got a couple things to talk about today probably uh, gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode because uh dylan over here is tired or something i'm tired too but you don't hear me bitching about it i tried to quit the podcast but andy he wouldn't let me bro so I don't hell know, I no just, I, don't know, I just called the phone bro we're bro. just we're just it's not the phone bro it's the fans don't refer to the fans as the phone you know, you're all our bros. As and famous as we are, it just feels like he wants to quit when we're at the top. Like we're at the top of our game right now, and he's like, "Oh, I want to quit." I'm like, "Yeah, I took I a just, break. It got hard. I know. I need a break, but I'm back." You don't understand. You you were like you took a break last week, so you're like feeling it now. But I had, I was all alone last week. Bro. <laughs> I don't got that much energy left in me. Also, I've been sick for like three straight weeks, but... Well, that's your fault for uh, getting cum in your ear. That ain't sick. I've been taking the goddamn medicine. Pills are huge. <laughs> Every time they give you pills at the doctor, I swear they're humongous. And they got the pill cut line in the middle, but it's like... Are you really going to cut your pill? Like It's like... They're definitely looking at you and they're like... Is this man cutting his pill? Like, <laughs> If you cut your pill, you ain't a real man is, all, is what I actually have to say. You should uh, use your Zen garden, bro. You should not use it while we're talking. So. (laughs) We two minutes in. There's no. There's no stopping now. There's no stopping. There's just gonna be an awkward silence. All right. So um, we got a couple questions today. Let me check out. Make sure we didn't get another one. Um, but uh, there's a couple things you want to talk about uh today. Um, there was a new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard song. That's true. It was actually released yesterday, but I believe it's today in Australia, so we'll just go with that, um, which is Wednesday. By the way, May 29th, Wednesday, um, currently around 7 p.m. when we're recording this, just in case anyone's um, interested, but yes, new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard song yesterday called, uh, what is it, Self-Immolate? Yeah, self-immolate, which is very interesting because uh, back when Fishing for Fishies hadn't quite come out yet, they put out a single, which wasn't on the album, called Planet B. It was a really like heavy kind of metal-sounding song, so people were wondering what that meant. And uh, back in 2017, I think they put out what, four albums that year. Five, yeah. Like four or five albums in 2017. And then uh, people were like, well, looks like we're doing that all over again. So um, they've now put out another single that matches the exact same feeling as the song Planet B called Self-Immolate. And Pretty much bro, confirms that there's going to be a, a, metal a, metal, a metal album from King Gizzard and the Wizard Wizard. That shit was heavy, bro. Did you watch the music video? I didn't see the music video. I watched it this morning and the top comment on it, and which was weird because I was talking about this yesterday with one of my friends. Um saying like they've done almost every genre and now they've done like metal basically um like and i think the top comment was like you know it's only a matter of time before they release their hip-hop and rap album no <laughs> yes <laughs> so i'm excited to see when that comes about but like you know that if they release that it would be like something crazy and original and like oh yeah because everything they've done is like taking like an idea of of a sound of music or like a genre and like just making it their own which is really cool because you come across some music that you've really never heard anything like before but the new music definitely sounds like you've heard it before but i i'm like in its own way yeah i do i do like them because you know i'm like metal before everything else so i'm very hyped to hear how the whole album sounds Mm -hmm. it's like the riff in that was insane and then like they were just like shredding so very excited um, if you're interested on in checking out some metal songs, um, it's definitely the heaviest they've ever gotten. And uh, currently, two singles. Their out, their so. most recent albums that have come out have both been kind of folky and like indie. Like before um, Fishing for Fishies, the last one was Gumboot Soup, 
and that one is kind of the same vibe as that. And this is like the craziest they've gone in a while. So I'm very excited to hear how the whole album comes out. So definitely check it out. There's Planet B and um, Self Immolate. Those are both on pretty much all streaming platforms. You can find them on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever there, you want. There actually, them out. there's music, a music video for the Self Immolate song. I don't think there is for the first one, but so if you're down to watch that, that'd be cool. And um, King Gizzard is just a band that they never cease to amaze. You know, they just create music, and it's different every time. I was it's actually so just drastically different. Thinking just, about this morning, how like before I've talked to you about how whenever we start our band we should just like write whatever music we're feeling at the time and that's obviously what they do and i'm like they do it so well like that's what i wanted to do like with walk home or something where like we could like write a hardcore song and then we could write an indie song and then we could write an emo song and like whatever we just want to do and not really care about what genre we are or like who mm-hmm. we're trying to please and that's exactly what they're doing and it's just so good cool to see people like that uh just not really like caring or not fitting into one like category pretty cool mate pretty cool speaking of new music there's another band have you listened to these songs yet bro dirty nil no oh that's what i'm looking at right now (laughs) i don't as good as that band will ever sound i'm not gonna like them because of their name bro dirty nil what a terrible name what What about what about this one bro have you I, listened to those songs? I didn't listen to them. We'll in fact, to to yesterday them. when you told me to read that thing, I was going to read it, but I was in the car, so I like highlighted it and made Siri read it like over my Bluetooth speaker, and it was so bad. like I couldn't even hear what she was saying. It just sounded like <laughs> muffled nonsense. All right, all right, hold up. All right, folks. So uh, I'm back. Dylan's on his way back. Oh, he's back now. I was pissing. <laughs> Uh, I just had to show him those songs real quick because he hasn't heard them yet and I felt like he needed to. So, um, I don't even know if I mentioned what we were listening to, but uh, Slaughter Beach Dog, uh, another Philly band that we like, which happens to be the side project of, well, not side project anymore, but Jake and Ian from Marn Baseball have a band. Solo project. It's not even solo, it's just a band. I mean, it is, it is like hit... <laughs> Why did you just do that? You burped into the cup. I feel like that made it louder. That was like a, it like a megaphone to your burp. <laughs> you could have just turned away. Anyway, um, it used to be a side project, but now that modern baseball doesn't exist, uh, Slar Beach Dog is I know obviously they're, their career. That's their top job. In the description of the album they said it was just it's Jake's like songs and shit. Like it's only his Well, stuff. the old stuff was. But for the first time ever, like, Jake used to record everything and write everything himself, and they were just tour yeah, members. They did write but all their own parts, first, right? the First time ever, this new album that they have, which is called um, Safe and Also No Fear, um, for the first time ever, the other members of the band actually wrote um, their own parts and everything and recorded themselves. But uh, they put out two new songs called One Down and what's the other one? Uh, Shit Pocket. Shit pocket, nice. One down and good ones. And I do gotta say, these are some good ones. They're pretty good songs. Um, I read on the um, the record label had like a description of the album and everything. And they were talking about how like it's a huge turn from what they've ever done. Like Jake has probably gone like as personal and I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say dark because it's not like a dark sound. It's more just like, you know. Honest honest yeah he's honest he's been he's gotten like really honest with this um even uh, their last album like had that kind of feel but it was still like you know a little bit up upbeat sing-along songs these songs are like deconstructed they're like bare minimum of song structure like they're weird they don't follow any kind of rules or routines they just kind of play and um you just kind of have to go into it with an open mind and really like let it like i don't know just let yourself listen to it without any expectations because it's definitely sounds unlike anything that jake or slar beach dog has ever done before so i'm really excited to hear <laughs> what my happens. mustache got some extra flavor in it today <laughs> i'll just lick him up <laughs> You never, did you ever just lick your stash and it's just Always, like, bro. I, I'll never taste anything. It tastes a little fruity today. Oh, that's cool. I don't know what I ate, but 
anyway, um... For those who haven't listened to the Slaughter Beach Dog, I hate that I always say that for those. Like, for those of you who haven't, like... I wish I would just stop saying that all together. Why? What's wrong with that? I just hate it. I say it way too much. Every time Cut I'm trying to... Say, homie? Every time I'm trying to say... No, nah, this wasn't today. Um, you big... You big confused. Um... I didn't mean confused. I meant distracted, but... If, if anyone hasn't I'm heard from Slaughter... the one who's licking his mustache and said, Mmm, tastes good today. You were talking, bro. It's, it's my time to do what I want. Just so happens that I want to lick the stash. All right, well, For ahead. those of you who haven't heard Slaughter Beach Dog or are interested um, and you listen to the two new songs, check out their last album because it was good and it is a great representation of what they sound like as a band. So if you like that, you'll like this and you'll like them for life and you'll go to their shows and you'll have fun and you'll drink a beer and you'll have a good-ass time. So yeah, They're a really good band. Definitely check them out. I'm really excited topic. and happy with those new songs. Um, so we can move on to the next thing. Uh, I think we should talk about a certain Phillies player. Dirty nil. Yep. No, today we're going to talk about uh, our fallen best hero. friend. Fallen hero. Uh, me and Dylan, we've had like a running joke probably since the last season about Odubel Herrera, a.k.a. El Torito. I don't even know why. How did that start? I think it was just a joke. He just looks funny. He, he's he just looks a real funny. short, thick man, and he yeah. just like his. He rolls his pants up, and I he mean, just... I think part of it was the name. It was just like he had a crazy name, so we're like, "Yeah, Odubel." Odubel. <laughs> just now we can't laugh. We can't laugh anymore. It's funny to laugh at. We can laugh at him. We're not laughing with him no more. We call him anyway. Him... His real name isn't even Odubel. His name is David Odubel Herrera. You gotta tell him what we called Odubel. Doobie. Yeah. That's a big part of the story, I feel like. Because we don't, we don't even call him Odubel. Every time we talk about... Yeah, we used to call him Doobie. Like, that's how much, like, we, we vibed with this guy, you know? He was in our circle. He had our trust. He had our trust. Anyway, over Memorial Day weekend, Odubel Herrera was arrested... It was on Monday night, actually. So Monday night, he was arrested for domestic abuse or violence, whatever. Both same thing, pretty much. His girlfriend called. She had, like marks on her neck and like her arms like bruises and stuff and he got arrested for being the shit out of his girlfriend so Odubel Herrera is cancelled uh yeah and also the Phillies um I'm pretty sure it's actually up to the league to to determine what happens to him it's up to the league but I saw that the Phillies like they were like well we don't want any blood on our hands so they straight up dimed him out they made a statement and they're like we've heard stuff going around we've been like made um like known that uh Odubel Herrera has been arrested and we have henceforth reported this to the league. So they themselves said, All right, our players beating women, so um do with what you need to and they're like, We're in full support of this rule. There's a rule about like um domestic violence in the MLB that if it happens you either get suspended or whatever. But I got a good feeling that Odubel is not gonna play again. Well, the the major league uh, baseball organization put him on administrative leave, so whatever that means, um, I'm assuming that he's not going to come back. And if he does, I mean, who knows? I'm not really familiar I mean, with any situation. That's we're we're setting like the bar before. pretty high by saying he'll never play again. I think he'll find a team. I don't know if he'll come back to the Phillies. To the I don't majors, even know if he'll even. be back this season. Like the Phillies might let him walk. But in places like the NFL, you know, like um, the one guy that was on the Chiefs that the Chiefs like dropped him, they released him after it happened. Do you rem- do you remember hearing about this? Yeah, yeah. So the Chiefs released him, but then later in the off season, somebody else picked him up. I feel like that should not be able to happen. They exactly, should. it shouldn't be. But that's the kind of stuff that happens. So we're setting the bar pretty high for the MLB. I think Odubel will eventually find a home on another team. I also think the MLB is just, like, better with their rules in general. Like, the NFL has always been messy with the things that they do and, like, their policies and all that stuff. I think the MLB just has it together a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. You never really hear anything about the NHL, so they must be doing something right. NHL's chilling. The worst thing that's happened to the NHL recently is actually Flyers-related. I don't know if you heard. Game's delayed, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to... If you look outside, it's, it's absolutely pouring right now, and it was pouring last week when I recorded the podcast as well. But it's raining just as, if not harder, now. It literally sounds 
It sounds like the AC is on. Yeah, I mean, the AC is <laughs> on, like, I think, but also it sounds like a fan is just in our ears right now because how loud this rain is. So, safe to say we're going to go skate after this podcast is over. Yeah, you want to skate. That's a shame. Um, I would skate in the rain, maybe. I would not skate in that. That would ruin my board and my clothes. Spell this man's name wrong. Oh, yeah, I forgot the A there. Holiday. Holiday. Anyway, well, yeah, since we're talking about the Phillies, um, unfortunately, Odubel, you got to go. We can't really be cool no more. I was going to get your jersey. That's not happening anymore. I can't be seen wearing that. I have a pin that I got at Citizens Bank Park last year. By got, you mean stole? I didn't steal it. It says El Torito on it, which means... It's his head on a bull. The bull, I'm pretty sure, in Spanish. (laughs) It's a great nickname to have. Like, why would you not, like... What a great look. (laughs) But, uh, okay. You done? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Odubel's dead. Odubel is dead, and... Actually, what was trending on Twitter was hashtag no double. Yeah, hashtag no double. That's so, cool. Sad day and a sad loss, but you know. It wasn't really a sad loss because uh, he actually kind of sucks. He's not a great player. Doesn't really add much to the lineup. He had one home run this year, bro. Exactly. Come on. He was, he was looking f- he was looking for a great year. He can't hit homers, so uh, he has to start hitting women, apparently. Oh my god, it got worse. Oh, bro, look at look at the your bedroom window. Bro. Safe to say this podcast is over. <laughs> over. Over. Shout out Blueface. Blue you know, Blueface is playing um, I don't Made in America. Where he's playing. I hope he gets the baby's a- playing Made in America. I hope too. he gets tomatoes tossed at his face. Anyway, we're talking baby. about the Phillies, so I want to continue to a Phillies legend, a late Phillies legend. Um... Nine years ago today, Wednesday, um, was it May 28th or something? Today? Yeah. Versus the 20th. Oh, May 29th, yeah. Today, Wednesday, May 29th, it has officially been nine years since Roy Holiday threw his perfect game, and that was the second perfect game in Phillies history, and if I remember correctly, I don't think there's been one since, right? Not in the Phillies, no, and it was only the 20th perfect game ever in Major League Baseball, so... Um, for fuck for those who think that that is <laughs> that it's like a normal feat or maybe it wasn't yeah, that special. It's a huge it, thing. It was very special. As there, there's only I think now twenty two yeah. perfect games or twenty three. Actually, that could be totally wrong because that's that different in, from a no hitter, right? Or is that the same? Oh uh, no, no hitters are different. Yeah. It's like less because you can get a walk and a no hitter. Yeah, but you don't right, get right, the hit, right. but it still counts as nothing. No hits, no runs, or anything. Yeah, but I was watching. I was actually watching that game live when it happened. It was against the Florida Marlins in Miami, or actually, I don't even think it was in Miami yet. It was still in um, their first stadium, which I don't think was in Miami. But now they're called the Miami Marlins. Back then, they were called the Florida Marlins. It was at their old home stadium, and I was watching that game live, and I couldn't believe what was happening. It was like my prime love for baseball. I was playing baseball, and it was like just the prime time for the Phillies. I'm pretty sure it was the year after or two years after they won the World Series, so they were still, like, a playoff contending team. And it was just a great thing to see. And in the playoffs of the same year, um, nine years ago, which I think was 2010 or 11, 2010, 2010. Um, he threw a no-hitter in the same exact year. So if that doesn't attest to how much of a beast Roy Halladay is, and I don't know what will. Unfortunately, he, he's like, truly an unforgetting pitcher, unforgettable pitcher. And... Uh, yeah, sad unfortunately, to see him, sad to see him go. if you uh, guys probably know, if you know anything about baseball or if you have a Facebook and you live in the Philadelphia region, you'll know that Roy Holiday unfortunately passed away in a plane accident earlier. I think it was like November. So very recently, very sad. Um, he was a great pitcher, just an all-around great guy. But um, just want to commemorate that nine years ago. Huge day in Philly's history. So... We applaud you, Roy Holiday. I actually just watched every year the Phillies do like a yearbook kind of thing where they have like an hour-long documentary about each season. Yeah. And um, Roy Halladay, I watched the 2010 one a couple weeks ago, and Roy Halladay is just like the most humble guy ever. Like when, it, when he threw his perfect game or when he threw his no-hitter, he just like, he basically had no words. He was like, I, he's like, I feel like I'm not even doing work out there because of this team. Like they're making great defensive plays behind him. Carlos Ruiz is a great catcher who was a catcher for the World Choo! Series team and a few years after that, but just a great catcher. 
and Roy Halladay, like... They were so synced up. Like, they were perfect together. Yeah, Roy Halladay and Carlos Ruiz, like, that was... Roy Halladay, every time he went out, was just dominant. And that's so, like... It's just crazy to think about, because now, like... I feel like new pitchers come in, like... That you know so much about a pitcher now, it's, like... It's almost hard to be, like, inconspicuous with what you're doing. But Roy Halladay was a great pitcher, and he's one of the few now in the current age that are just like Cy Young award-winning pitchers just great pitching by him so tough loss for Roy Halladay um but still respected by the organization and by fans across the world so happy birthday to him (laughs) birthday happy birthday to his perfect game all right well um I guess now that we're on the subject of baseball, we can talk about the rain delay that's happening with the Phillies. Nothing going on there. But although there's a rain delay and the spirits are lowered right now, we can still remain with good spirits as um, the Phillies are number one in the NL East. And the Braves, uh, a few weeks ago, got up to about a half game um, back from the Phillies. So they were like kind of catching up. They were on a hot streak for a little bit. But um, the Phillies went on like a... A pretty long road trip I think it was like uh, like 10 to 13 games or something like that they played a few tough teams the Brewers the Cubs and um, I think they're playing the Cardinals now yes um, they are they're back they, at, they're back at home though now but they, they actually had a great game on Tuesday um uh who was it oh yeah Arietta right no I don't know I didn't watch we talked about it earlier um the game I sent you? Yeah. Pavetta. Yeah, Pavetta. Pavetta got off to a real bad start, let up some really bad early homers. It was like, his first game back from the minors. They uh, <laughs> called him down to the minors for a few games because he wasn't pitching. His start was terrible. His ERA is, like, up in the eights. And then they they um, brought him back up, and he instantly threw a couple homers, and uh, Phillies got off to a real bad start. But amazingly, they uh, came back and won, I think it's 75, right? I don't know. I thought they won four three yesterday. I think he gave up three runs in the first, and then that was it. They didn't get. They didn't score another. Run. The Cardinals did not score another run that Let game. Me double check. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was four to three. The game yeah. of the game the day before that was. Uh, yeah, it was four to three yesterday, on Tuesday, and let me just check. They lost the game before that, right? To the Brewers, nine to one. Yeah, that was bad. That was real bad. But yeah, they still win. won the series, so it's not bad for them. They've been winning or tying almost every series, and they played a couple of tough teams on the road. They won each of I those mean, series. Winning against Milwaukee with Yelich on the team, I mean, you can't you can't be upset about that one loss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've got um, great players on their team. So, who Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee. It's a good team. Christian Yelich is a nerd, though. Oh, he is a nerd, but. You can't deny and he's a great player. So Phillies are currently sitting at 32-22, games up in first place. The game tonight's delayed, but I think it's safe to say that uh, this game's going to get rescheduled. Yeah, yeah but I don't see the rain stopping anytime soon. They're 10 games above 500. Which is pretty good, although the That's Dodgers awesome. are almost 20 games up. They're 36-19. and 19. And then, absolutely while we're talking about this, we can talk about my Yankees, who are 36-19 and 19 as well. Holy fuck, I didn't know that. So, yeah, we're at uh, 655. What a noob, I don't even know your team's record. Dude, I'm, the I've twins? been so busy. The Twins are the best team in baseball. Yeah, yeah, Twins are nice right now. They literally are the best team in baseball. The Astros have them tied in wins, but they have two more losses. The, the Minnesota Twins are the best team in Wow, what an anomaly. But um, yeah, we're uh, that division is just we're awful, a game right? and a half above um, the Rays, who are in second place. So we don't have as big of a lead as the Phillies, but somehow have a better record. I guess our division is just tighter. Either way, um, the Rays had a super hot start. It the was Rays slow. had a hot start, and I think uh, we almost swept them. It was but, looking um, like they were going to take the division like the first couple of weeks of the season because yeah. they were just so hot, and then the Yankees started heating it, up. It's amazing. Like whether I know you're not a Yankees fan, and you like roll your eyes when I talk about them, but what they've been able to do with all the injuries that they've had is just incredible. Like They're one of the best teams in baseball right now, and they've literally got a bunch of AAA kids on the team. Like It's insane to me that they're doing as good as they are. And the major league guys, when they come back, they better hope that they produce like these guys have been or else they're gonna have 
some trouble. And their division's tough too. Yeah, it's a tough division. I mean, you've got the Red Sox who finally got over five hundred. They're twenty nine and twenty six. We don't really have to worry about them. They're seven games back, but they're heating up, and it's still very early in the season. So mm-hmm. it's not around until the All Star break where you really see what like the teams are going to do for the season. Yeah. Because the momentum pretty much carries throughout the season. I mean, some teams fall off, but you rarely see a team that has a less than 500 record come back in the second half of the season. It just doesn't really happen that and much you know, in baseball. The, the hardest team I think we've got in the division is the Orioles sitting at 17-38. and 38. They are a force to be reckoned with, I think. They're actually terrible. We're accounting for at least two of those 17 wins, and I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> but either way, um, today... Uh, Paxton, um, James Paxton, the pitcher for the Yankees. He was on uh, injury reserve, but uh, he is back now this first day, and he threw an awesome game. Uh, he was in for four innings, um, no hits whatsoever. I think he threw seven shutouts on 66 pitches, so or seven strikeouts, sorry, on 66 pitches. Um, I think they had four relief pitchers, and now I can say this word, um, they recorded a shutout. I think it was seven nothing against um, the Royals. So we took that series, and uh, for the first time since 1998, the Yankees have now won um, eight series in a row, hoping to make it nine and just keep it going. They've been extremely hot. It's like really unbelievable how good this team has been. I, I was like really scared when, like, the beginning of the season, our players were dropping like flies. So. To see the kids from the AAA stepping up and making huge plays and playing great baseball has been awesome. So, What a shame it's going to be to have them lose in the first round of the playoffs, though. Yeah, right, bro. Not this time. Yes, this time. Not this time. It is going to be a great playoffs, though, this it's year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really I fun think, to watch. I'm you know, excited. I, I, I think, you know, we could see uh, – Yankees-Phillies rematch 10 years later. I do not see Phillies winning this year, at least, the World Series, just because I feel like they are playing good, but I feel like they really need to be, like, I think actually closer-knit together. Like, like they are good as a team, but there's just something there that's not clicking like yeah. a World Series team should. They've been having ups and downs. Like, you know, they, they keep getting us worried because, you know, they'll go and they'll lose, like, six games in a row to shitty teams, but now they've been on an insane hot streak and are leading the division by quite a bit and um it just seems as though uh, all the players in their team are getting hot at different times which does like spread out their winnings uh because like yeah bryce harper's been a little bit of a slump for a while he's been great fielding but his hitting has not been good lately uh now it actually has within the past week i don't know if you've been watching but he's bryce harper is hot as hell now he's been getting like a hit or two hits per game now he's not like swinging for home runs like i feel like he was in the beginning yeah of the he season. was really trying to like show he, off he before. hit two doubles yesterday i feel like he's finally locked in cesar hernandez really was struggling in the beginning of the season he's had like two or three home runs in the last two series he's heating up again reese hoskins is heating up again um Oduble's off the team so that's a good thing um <laughs> And just, like, I feel like everyone's – once everyone can find um, their streak at once and once everyone starts heating up at once, then it will be a much more dangerous Phillies team, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think – I mean, it's a similar problem for us, uh, for the Yankees. No, it ain't. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what I'm about to say. You're right, because everybody on the Yankees is pretty hot right now. Uh, Gary Sanchez, 17 home runs. Um, and everyone's hurt, so Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres um, – has hit nine home runs in his last 15 games, so that's been awesome. Um, other than that, though, what I'm saying is towards, like, the third quarter of the year after the All-Star break, I think the lack of, like, good pitching is really going to start getting to both of our teams. Yeah, that's also another thing that I think the Phillies, why the Phillies won't win or go far in the postseason this year is because their pitching is just not up to par yet. Yeah, everybody worries about big hitters and whatever, but really what's important when you get to that part of the season is trying to play small ball and having good pitching. Mm -hmm. I can totally see them getting far with just their offense, but their pitching, if they really want to go anywhere, needs to step up. Yeah, I mean, last year uh, we had a... Not that I'm worried about anything at this point in the season, but like... Last year, the Yankees... just not as good as it could be. The Yankees beat the home run record and with all that all those home runs all those scores they still couldn't get out the first round so you know anything can happen 
we'll see. I'd like to see the Yankees go to the World Series this year just because uh, they've only missed the World Series in uh, like two decades. I think like the 50s and the 80s. You know, they won a couple in the 90s. Have they been since 2009? No, they haven't. They've been a slump, so that's why it's been 10 years. What, if they do make it? No, if if they didn't, it would be hilarious. If they didn't. Yeah, if they didn't. I mean, it wouldn't be much different than it has been for the last 10 years, so I wouldn't really be worried about it. It would just be funny to me that they didn't make it in all 10 years. All right, bro. Well, what about the Phillies, then? That doesn't that, matter. The Phillies funny. have two World Series all time. You already know their ass. The Yankees have 27. <laughs> they don't need any more, bro. <laughs> I need 30. No, I want to see 30 before I die. You're going to see it before you're 30, bro. You're going to see 30 World Series before you're 30. Do you think they're going to win three in the next 10 years? Yes. With the team they have now, I sure the fuck hope you're right, bro. <laughs> I, I could see them winning three in the next whatever. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But right now, the Dodgers are trying to lose three in a row. Because I can see the Dodgers going all the way to uh, the World Series again this year. And uh, that'll be the third year in a row that they make it. Right now, they're amazing, unstoppable team. And uh, I can see them uh, losing in the World Series again. Some dude on the Twins last night hit three home runs in one game. Hat trick? Yeah, and he has 19 home runs this year. So I don't know. Like That's why I was about to look up the league leaders because um, I wanted to know who has the most home runs right now. But I bet it's that guy because I don't really think that anyone has I more think than I, 19. No, Yelich has him. Oh, yeah, he has like 22, I he think. He just got 21 last night, I think. I was going to I was gonna say I did see that uh, when they were playing Brewers. That's crazy that he has that many home runs already. Fuck. They've only played, like, 50 games. It's kind of insane. It's like a home run every other game. All right, so here we go. I'm going to pull up real quick. Well, as quick as uh, the internet will let me. Wow, no data available. That's That's just fantastic. Okay, here we go. I'm out of here. I'm done looking for it. It's not working. I was going to say, it's pointless. Either way, uh, baseball's exciting again, so we've been enjoying that. Both our teams are doing really great. Hopefully they can keep that up until the All-Star break and keep it up after. And I would love, you know, it would it would hurt me a little bit because, you know, obviously I like both teams, but I would love to have both make the world series again so we'll see what happens but other than that um we have some suggestions for the show this week and uh somebody well not somebody emma shout emma you know as usual emma who does our art every week baby spoon art check her out follow her um if you listen to this you already know who she is but i'm telling you again anyway um she want us to talk about what our childhood fears were and i've got a good one i have a very specific one you can go first though all right my fear as a child um was everything i grew up uh with um very severe adhd and alongside that i mean i was never uh i was never told that i had it but i know i had anxiety as a kid because this is something I used to say to my mom all the time, like, oh, I was going to pick you a flower outside, but I was afraid that if I did, a bee would sting me. And she'd be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so as a kid, I was so scared of everything, roller coasters. I was scared of bugs, scared of dogs, scared of cats, scared of all animals, birds, butterflies, whatever it is. Like, I was always scared. I was always afraid, afraid of heights, afraid of mostly everything. Like, literally, I was just such a like anxious kid and um now i'm not really afraid of any of those things so i guess i grew out of all my fears but um yeah i mean i've got one fear which is very haunting but what's that i'm just afraid to die bro you know i was actually gonna say that for when i was a kid i was very afraid of dying <laughs> they definitely can't hear those dogs. Those dude. they can hear the dogs. They you can. Think know so? how, I know they can because last week when it was raining, they were barking all kinds of loud, and I had to cut it <laughs> out. 
um, when I was when I was younger, uh, I was afraid. I was very afraid of death, just because of how infinite it seemed, and just like you, no one knows what happens because it's simply impossible to know what happens after you die because no one has obviously ever come back from dying because it's infinite and it's forever. So you don't really know, and it's just like a scary kind of infinite like black hole. You yeah, just that's... don't know what's gonna happen. And, all right, everyone, we're back. I just had to yell at my dogs very awkwardly, and as soon as I yelled at them, my neighbor was standing right at the door, so he thought I was yelling at him. So uh, I'm now sweating from how anxious I feel and awkward, uh, so we're going to try to finish the podcast now. All right, he took care of it. Uh, we're now going to finish the podcast, and after this, my dogs are going to get uh, they're gonna get it. So Yeah, but anyway... Um, I'm just kidding. I... I I deal with the same thing as you. I've I have waves of it. Like you know, recently there was about six months that I didn't feel. But like literally, I have like a crippling anxiety where like if I think about it too long for too deeply, like I literally can't function. Like you know, I just like get so overwhelmed and so anxious and scared about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like want to like run or do something. And I'm just like you know, I get this feeling like I need to like you know feel alive or something because it gets so overwhelming i'm like i need to hug somebody i need to do something to like calm me down it just gets that bad one of the things that actually in recent uh times it has like made me rethink that whole fear and like why like it just causes me so much stress and um just like anxiousness that it i sometimes i'm like man is this like really worth it like what can i do to just make myself not be afraid of this thing anymore and like make like just make it kind of go away and one of the things that helped with that was actually listening to Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It t- totally made me, like, feel like instead of worrying about what's going to happen after I experience everything that I need to experience, like, just basically living for what I experience now and just making the best out of that because when I'm dead, you know, you're not going to remember anything that happened in your life and you're not going to be able to look back. So you might as well just enjoy the things while they're happening and I think there's a line in the album where he said it's like a speaking part where he says something about, um, I'm not afraid of death. Like, there's no point to it. Uh, everyone dies or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, man, that's so true. And like, it just sounds so much more beautiful in like an English accent. I was like, <laughs> man, that that's pretty smart, you know, like, and just in the middle of that song, it's just kind of like a, I forget what song it is in, it's in, but, um. I don't know, dude. I just hope that I I can, like, find some kind of comfort and, like, grow out of it because, like, I'm worried I'm going to be, like, 45 and I'm still going to be, like, having panic attacks thinking about this. So hopefully I'll be able to find some comfort eventually. But right now it's my biggest fear, practically my only fear, other than, like, you know, fears that relate to that, like, getting some kind of terminal illness. But another one of my fears, the very specific one that I had was when I was um, really young, I lived in Sicklerville with my dad. And we had, um, and when you first walked into our house, there was a big foyer, which had a tall ceiling, um, and our stairs went up and there was a landing and it went up a different direction. And there was like a, a bar that, not a bar, like a, um, guardrail that like went up, you know how like it just like has like a rail up the side of your stairs. Um, our rail looked over into the foyer. So it was like a 20 foot drop down the, like the railing. And for some reason I would always get scared that I was going to fall off that for some reason. And I don't know why, because the rail is literally like three and a half to four feet high. And like, there's no way I would fall off, but I would, I would specifically, I remember having nightmares about me, like, like leaning over the edge and falling down like 20 feet. And one time, like, I didn't even, like, fall straight. I, like, flew, like, to the side. Like, all, like, I don't remember. I specifically remember this, like, nightmare, though, and it was just crazy. I was, like, flying across my house. I was like, I don't, I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. <laughs> I used to be, like, so scared of heights and everything. I'm not, I'm not really afraid anymore. Roller coasters kind of helped me overcome that. Yeah. Like, you know. I was also very scared of roller coasters when I was a kid, but I didn't, I wasn't really aware of that fear until I realized that I, it was, like, a thing that I hadn't done. Like, my mom was, like, my, my whole family, I guess. We go to Hershey Park every year, so it was, like, when it was come time for me to, like, I was, like, the height um, to ride roller coasters. They were, like, all right, like, you finally get to ride the roller coaster with us this year. And I was, like, hell yeah, like, I'm ready. And then we get there, and I'm, like, uh... Dude, like, yeah. you know what? Like my that... whole life I've been waiting for this, and now I just 
I can't. Like, now that I think about it, like, I can't remember why I was scared of roller coasters or what made me. Like, is that just, like, a natural fear? Like, because, I don't know, it's, like, got to be an instinct. Because I don't remember anybody ever telling me, like, oh, yeah, roller coasters are terrible. I was just scared of them to I start. Think, I mean, I guess if you're just the kind of person that hates it, I feel like everyone hates it until they do it and they love it. Yeah. Because that's, like, every story you hear when it's, like, someone's first time going on a roller coaster. It's, like, man, I really didn't want to go on it, but as soon as I did, it was amazing. Which is exactly what happened to me. And I assume that's what happened to you, and that's what happened to everyone. It took me a couple different roller coasters before I decided I loved them, but eventually, after a while, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is what I need to do. Like, every year, summer now, like, I'm like, all right, let me let me get as many, as many um, amusement parks I can get to. Like, it's mm-hmm. just my favorite thing to do. Like, literally, like, I love going to theme parks more than I probably love doing anything else. For me, that's, like, my euphoria, like, when I'm riding roller coasters and just not worrying about real life, like... We haven't ever been to an amusement park together. Yeah, we haven't, and in next weekend, we're gonna go, right? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We going. Yeah, we going to Hershey next weekend. That's my, um... I've got a couple favorite parks, but my favorite, you know, I'll say local, even though it's kind of two and a half hours away, but it's one of the closer ones to us. Hershey Park is my favorite local park. My favorite theme park that's just like an amusement park is cedar point and then disney walt disney world is my favorite like theme park there's a theme park there's my thrill park and then there's my local park i got hershey cedar point and disney world i'm going to disneyland next year so we'll see if that changes disneyland Uh, is sick but it's just like i don't know it's not like it's better or worse than disney world it's just like a chill version of disney world kind of like oh yeah just like the way that's laid out it's like on a city street like it just everything about it feels way more laid back and relaxed than disney world for some reason i'm not sure why maybe it's just because in disney you're like you just are in that world like you're miles and miles away from anything normal like you're all like wrapped into disney yeah and in disneyland you walk 10 feet and you're like see a homeless man on the street like (laughs) it's not really like i mean it's good it's not like i said it's not good or bad it's just different and it's just yeah, more, a little I've bit more. I've heard a lot back. about it. I've heard it's a lot smaller, which obviously it has to be. It's literally on a city block, pretty mm. much. But uh, either way, I'm excited. I'm going to go into it with an open mind. I'm pretty much going into it knowing that I'm not going to like it better than Disney World. Because I, I yeah. just feel like I'm not going to, but I'm not going to let that like keep me from enjoying it. Because yeah, I'm still it's not a thing that has to be like, oh, this has to be like better or worse. Like, exactly. It can just be like and it's, good. Like and it, so. that's just what I'm expecting. But I'm not, like, bummed about it. Like, I'm still very, very, very excited to go and see it for the first time. But I just, like, have a feeling that nothing's going to beat what I've already done. Yeah. So, we'll see. But uh, I have something interesting. Uh, this morning, well, last night, I had a dream that I was, like, late for a flight. I don't remember where I was going, but, like, I woke up late and there was, like, maybe an hour until my flight took off. And I'm telling my mom, I'm like, oh, mom, you got to take me there. She's like, well, I can't. I can't drive you there. I can't drop you off. So you're going to have to drive yourself. I'm like, seriously? I'm like, no, I'm going to have to pay for parking. So I'm driving. I'm going like 100 miles per hour down the, the speedway. And then, like, I eventually get there or something. And I don't know if I made it in time because that's kind of where it stops. But uh, then I, like, went back to a deep sleep. And I woke up this morning. And uh, I was covered in blood. <laughs> what? <laughs> covered? Covered. Not like completely doused, but I had blood all up and down my arms. What? I'm straight up with you. How? Uh, I guess I had a bloody nose in the middle of the night, but it was uh, like my neck all over my arms. I had some on my face. That's scary, man. You had to wash your sheets? Uh, it wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't on my sheets. It was just on my pillowcase. You're nasty. I'm nasty. I know those bloody sheets. There wasn't. Well, there might have been, but I have a red sheet, so I couldn't see it. No, that's even worse. <laughs> Either way, yeah, I woke up with blood on me. I just wanted to tell you that today. That's really creepy, man. Yep. So childhood fears, um, everything. Now I fear nothing except death itself. Which we're going to work on, man. We're, we're going to work on you're that. You're not going to fear death for I'm going to pretend that I die a bunch of times in practice so that when it finally gets here, I'll be like, all right, peace out forever. You know, that that's making me anxious just thinking about it. So why don't we talk about your idea that we had to talk about? 
Um, every week I leave um, suggestions on our Instagram polls because and I feel I, like I no, never talk about them because they're always bullshit. But I actually like this one. Well, last week I said Billie Eilish and I spelled it wrong. Billie on per- Eilish on purpose because I was just. <laughs> being I just want to go dick, on but. the record and say fuck Billie Eilish. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stray from the question. Um, strike that from the record. But uh, my thing this week was actually good. Uh, it was best Minecraft memories. So you know, Minecraft's been a game for over ten years now. Uh, it's one of the best-selling games in the entire world ever. Um, yeah, actually, just turned ten a couple days ago. Yeah, it was like last week or something. Yeah, a lot like of that. good things are turning ten. Before you get too deep into the Minecraft memories and stuff, Minecraft just celebrated its tenth anniversary. And um, today, as well as the nine-year anniversary of Roy Holiday's um, perfect game, the movie Up from Disney Pixar, that turned 10 years old. I don't know how much you like that movie, but I thought it was a really good one. I like Up a lot. Up is a great movie. Great music in that movie. It it was amazing what like Pixar was doing 10 years ago. Like They're still very good at what they do and bringing emotion. But I feel like movies like Wall-E and like Up, like stuff that was coming around, Right like, now we're in the live action remake phase of movies. Yeah, like ten years ago when it when like Up and like Wall E were coming out from Pixar, I was like, wow, like these movies are like something special, like you know. And you still haven't seen it, but you you need to see Coco because that's another one of those like really special movies. That was awesome. Honestly, they might be coming back with that because like Moana's well, an original movie. Pixar like, is an original. Pixar is different like, from like Disney's yeah. animation studios. Like you know, right now Disney's main thing that it does every year has gone to be like live action remakes they did beauty and the beast they did aladdin they did dumbo they're kind of doing lion king even though it's not live action um they're doing mulan next year which i'm honestly excited for because mulan's a bad bitch terrible movie you don't like mulan bro Nah. try to write a more boring movie i i I guarantee you can't (laughs) guarantee you You don't even like mushu bro i don't even know who that is the, the little lizard man. I didn't watch it long enough to care about that alright well Terrible you know Dylan hasn't really seen Mulan and he just I have it. seen it it's, de- it's bad don't watch it either way it. I'm sure a lot of our fans like Mulan either way we don't have to agree on this I'm not if about to like argue if you like Mulan give a thumbs up in the chat <laughs> I guarantee you I'm not going to argue about if Mulan's good or not but yeah, yeah I quit the podcast every <laughs> every year Disney like will put out their like animation thing but I don't know Pixar's always had the best oh special moment <laughs> uh, if you heard that Dylan just opened the coke bottle and literally nothing happened second week in a row that nothing has happened and uh, since no one wants this we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna sign, sign it, it throw it I'm gonna leave it on my curb if anybody wants it come pick it up it's gonna be there for the next year do you sign it get so um the one thing that we had left to talk about best minecraft memories um and I didn't have any time to think about this, even though I asked the question. I really don't know what my best Minecraft memory is. Whoa. And recently, I actually, within the past uh, like six months, I started a new Minecraft world with a few of my friends. And that's probably one of the most developed Minecraft worlds that I've ever, I've ever made. So I'm going to say that that's one of my best Minecraft memories, because just replaying that and going back to like such a nostalgic feeling, like as a kid playing Minecraft, it was just a great thing to play and i got kind of tired of it um pretty soon but yeah it's like honestly such a boring game like you're building houses it's like watching paint dry but in the heat of the moment like when you're really into it like it's it's it'll consume you also if you're playing by yourself it's it's it insanely by yourself insanely boring like, by yourself if you're all with my friends, best it makes moments, all the difference all my best minecraft moments happened probably in high school like you know for a lot of people like it, it sucked for a long time to be a Minecraft fan, all right? Because from, like, 2013 up until, like, 2017, when people forgot it existed, you got made fun of for playing Minecraft. Like, it was like, oh, like, yeah, a little kids. It was like playing Fortnite now. Like, everybody made fun of Minecraft. And then 2018, it kind of, like, dropped off the face of the earth. But not for me. I was still playing Minecraft. Um, but now in 2019, everybody wants to talk about Minecraft and how great it was, and it was an amazing game. I'm like, where were all y'all for the last 10 years, huh? Making fun of us, making fun of the true Minecraft lovers, you know? So I just got to say, it's been difficult, and to see people switch up so quickly. I just want to say, if you played Minecraft in high school, you're a nerd. 
Fuck you, Dylan. You're playing it in in college right now. I so. played that shit when I was in seventh and eighth grade, so I'm an OG ass member, and I don't want to hear anything else from anyone. So. Either way, when you were in seventh and eighth grade, I was in high school, so and you were practically the same age. Alter Beast podcast over. Over. Anyway, um, <laughs> for good. No, it's not ending. But um, yeah. So recently, Minecraft has become super popular again. Uh, I've seen a lot of people just tying nostalgia to the game, and uh, for me, it's just never felt nostalgic because I kind of just <laughs> never stopped playing the game. So uh i think my best memories of it though were probably when i first got the game i started playing it with a couple friends freshman year and we built some awesome things and uh i had this one world where i built a railway i we started houses in a little neighborhood and then um i went all the way to the cross across to the other side of the map and built like a giant castle and then i built a railway literally from the border to the border like all the way across, I built a rail. What a waste of time. And uh, I was able to go and like travel back and forth between my old houses in a quick jiffy. It wasn't a waste, bro. I felt like a... What was that guy's name? No, I, would, I did the same thing in Minecraft. No, it's awesome. I love being, Bear building grills. rails, bro. Bear grills. Yeah. Either way, um, I that was like one of my proudest moments for a while. Um, but more recently uh well not recently it was still like five years ago but jordan and i used to play minecraft all the time and listen to shitty music and that's all we did every day all summer and we had a lot of fun doing that and uh recently becky just got minecraft for the switch so looks like i'm gonna be playing a lot more we gotta hit up minecraft again together soon well i don't have a switch and well um, you don't need one i have the ps4 remember also ps4 or Sony and Nintendo signed a deal. They together. did sign a deal. So people are also speculating. Well, actually, no, Sony and Microsoft signed it, which kind of means that yeah. Nintendo will be included. Yeah. But the video game console war is apparently over. They signed a deal. They're going to be working together, which hopefully means that cross-platform will be everywhere. Everywhere. Altered Beast, Episode 8. Out. Thanks for tuning in to Alder Beast Episode 8. I guess we have nothing else to talk about. Dylan's never wanted to do this, so I guess we should wrap it up. But, if um, it seems like I didn't love you this episode, don't be discouraged. Because some days, you know, people don't always have the most love in them. So give me yeah, a break. But, um, Cut me some slack. I'll see you next week. Peace out, everyone. It's been really good being back. I had a great trip. I had a lot of fun, but uh, I'm glad to be back behind the ropes. You know, it was great being back with my boy Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped in bed and he's uh, about to take a deep snooze. So uh once again thank you for tuning into the Ultra Beast Podcast. This has been episode eight. I have been Andrew. You have been probably the one person who listens to this every week who is also me. So uh have a great night. Thanks. <laughs>